It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Penn State is playing Rutgers this weekend, but don't call it a rivalry, and don't hate me for saying that. Blame Greg Schiano. I'm Kevin McGuire, and this is Locked On Nittany Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are one more day closer to Penn State's next game as they go for back-to-back wins for the first time since last season. Penn State coming off their win against Michigan last weekend, getting ready for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights this coming weekend. Penn State's final road trip scheduled for the regular season of 2020. Of course, we'll figure out exactly what's going to happen with that Big Ten Championship week, and we're going to discuss that a little bit later on in today's episode. We have a couple of other things to get into, including Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano being asked about whether or not Penn State is a rival of Rutgers. Thought his comments were pretty interesting, and honestly, I thought he spoke the truth. And we'll get into a little bit of that. And we do have an update on one of the running backs for Penn State, Devin Ford. Looks like he's going to be available this coming weekend. So that's always good news. So always good to get some players back in the fold, on the roster, ready to move forward as you try to finish up the season on a little bit of a high note. It's going to be a weird offseason. We're already getting prepared for that, and we don't exactly know when Penn State's offseason is officially going to begin. But before we get into all of these topics of conversation, I want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss a single episode. Of course, subscribing, rating, and reviewing will help us tremendously as we continue to try and grow this podcast. Make it something you guys want to come back to, something you look forward to, and of course, share with your friends and your family and your fellow Penn State fans. So subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app today. And then make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms or whichever ones you prefer to use. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitch, I should say, all using the username Locked On Nittany. All right, we have a lot of stuff to get into in today's episode, so let's go ahead and get started. Catching up on some Penn State news going into this coming weekend, it does look like Penn State will have another running back back in the fold this weekend, or at least he will supposedly be available. That would, of course, be Devin Ford, who has kind of been forced into taking on the lead role in the Penn State running game since the start of the season following the loss of Journey Brown and the very early loss of Noah Kane this season. Uh, Devin Ford was the next man up. Obviously, he took a bulk of the carries early on in the season. Got banged up a couple weeks ago. Did not play last weekend against Michigan. I don't believe he was with the team as well. And now we sort of know why. There was a death in his family, so he, of course, was being able to attend to that with his family. Absolutely understandable, especially during these times. Uh, you got to cherish every moment you can. And uh, being there with your family in times like this obviously takes much higher precedence over playing football. And so it took a little bit while, it took a little bit of a while for him to be able to come back to uh, return to practice for Penn State. As James Franklin kind of pointed out, 
the whole COVID situation makes things a little bit dicier than you are typically accustomed to. You know, obviously, if a player has to leave and be with his family during a time like that, uh, I think James Franklin is uh, going to be fully understandable uh, or uh, with that the situation, and he'll you know allow a player to do whatever they need to do. But now with COVID and the protocols, you obviously need to allow a little bit extra time to make sure that they are going to be able to return, especially since you're talking about a player that's going home and and trying to you know, be with his family. You know, obviously, people from outside the, the football program, you just never know. So you got to take all the precautions and that can make a little bit more of a delay in getting a player back in the fold as far as practices are concerned. But as James Franklin noted during his press conference this week, he, uh, Devin Ford has returned to practice and he will, quote, be available for this weekend's game against Rutgers. And obviously that would be a good thing to get Devin Ford back in the lineup. Obviously, Penn State's running game is coming off a very strong performance. So I'm not necessarily saying that they need Devin Ford to be back, but obviously having another option running the football is never going to be a bad thing. So we know that Penn State is already looking pretty young at the running back position for these final few games of the regular season. Kazai Holmes certainly has shown some glimpses of what he can do. And of course, Keevon Lee coming off a Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors from the Big Ten for his big performance against the Michigan Wolverines. Very exciting player to, to watch uh, grow in a very short period of time here this season uh, has Keevon Lee been. And of course, now Devin Ford getting back in the mix. I, I think that you've got a pretty solid running game still to take advantage of these next couple games against Rutgers. And of course, the home finale against Michigan State. And again, we, we'll see what happens with that Big Ten Champions Week or Championship Weekend, I should say. Uh, again, that's something we'll talk a little bit later on the podcast about because there were some interesting comments from another Big Ten AD about what's going to happen with the Big Ten Championship game. But as far as Penn State is concerned, there's definitely two more games remaining in the regular season, uh, probably three. I don't know what's going to happen after that. Again, I'm kind of trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen with this offseason. When is this offseason going to start? I do know this. The podcast is going to be going strongly uh, for a little bit of time, regardless of whether or not Penn State is in a bowl game. Uh, we're not going into any kind of an offseason schedule anytime too soon. So bear with us. We're going to try to figure some things out. But of course, I do have some backup plans in case there is not a bowl game to look forward to. We will have some fun. I'm trying to line up some fun interviews that we can get into and really take a look back at Penn State football from a number of points of view. And I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully you are as well. Uh, another injury update from Penn State and head coach James Franklin, uh, Charlie Katzer, linebacker. He is out for the year. He's been kind of banged up uh, during his collegiate time with the Nittany Lions. Uh, so unfortunately, his season will be over. I don't know if the injury details were specified as of the time I'm recording this, but he will be done for the year. So Penn State uh, getting Devin Ford back, losing Charlie Katzer for, to uh, some injury for the rest of the season. Again, just a few games left this season. So uh, I think getting a chance to play some younger players is not unadvisable for Penn State the rest of the way because we don't know whether or not this team is going to be going to a bowl game. And not just because of their win total, but because bowl games are being scratched. We talked about this in the last episode where the Big Ten bowl tie-ins are starting to be scratched off the list. Now, obviously, there are a few that are very likely to stay on the schedule, but the bowl games are being canceled. I'm sure some teams may not even be going to bowl games on their own decision, uh, given everything that's going on right now. 
So it may it may be considered a frivolous cost or a frivolous expense. I, I don't know. I do think that the bottom line will always speak uh, louder than some of the other opinions that are out there. But I think I think as far as where uh, Penn State's offseason is going, it's still a mystery. As of right now, we're trying to figure it out. And maybe next week we'll have a little bit more clarity on what's going to happen here. But I can't say that that's a guarantee either because things do seem to be changing on the fly uh, left and right. Coming up in our next segment, we'll take a look at what some of the comments that Greg Schiano, head coach of Rutgers, had to say as he gets ready to take on a Penn State team that is starting to feel good about themselves. But of course, Rutgers has been doing some pretty good things as well. I thought he had some interesting comments about the state of this series. I'm not going to call it a rivalry, and we'll talk about why in the next segment. But first, right now, I want to make sure that you guys know that there is always a good way to chill. And it's not just by watching Penn State go for their second win of the season this weekend. It's by sitting back and relaxing and doing so with a cool, refreshing Coors Light in your hand and the remote possibly in the other. That's right, Coors Light. It is beer that is made to chill, literally made to chill. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. Again, literally made to chill. How else can you describe that? It's cool, refreshing. It's like you're tasting something fresh out of the Rocky Mountains, and that's because they come from Golden, Colorado. I mean, that is the perfect essence of actually being able to chill. And the best part is, if you are running low on your Coors Light supply right now, you don't even have to leave your house to go to the distributor to get more beer in your fridge. All you have to do, whip out your phone or your iPad or your computer or your laptop, whatever the case may be, whatever you use to access the internet, go on there and type into the address get.coorslight.com and you can find out how you can get the cool, refreshing Coors Light in the new package delivered straight to your door. It's a pretty cool feature. They work with some different vendors and distributors and they find a way to get you beer delivered to your door contactless delivery and all and of course stock up on that course light put it in your fridge because there's nothing worse than a lukewarm room temperature beer course light is the one i choose when i need to unwind so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get course light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com and remember to celebrate responsibly Coors brewing company golden colorado it's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on, so find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. But maybe you're not ready to chill just yet. Maybe you're just still trying to satisfy your hunger while you keep your energy going. You're trying to get through your work day. You're trying to get through a workout, whatever the case may be. Your, hung your hunger is starting to build up a little bit. You might want to satisfy that. And the best way to do that is with Built Bar. They are the protein bars that taste just like a chocolate bar. And yes, they're even more delicious than they've ever been before because they have a variety of newer flavors that they've recently added to their already expanded collection of tasty and delicious and fulfilling flavors, including mint brownie, salted caramel, toffee almond. Anyone up for that one? How about peanut butter brownie? Oh man, I know what you're thinking. These flavors sound too good to be true. There's no way that these are going to be good for you. You're going to go and tip your scale. But no. 
These are designed to be for anybody who is looking to lose or maintain weight. Take it from me. Uh, over the last year, I have been adding Built Bars to my routine and my diet. I throw it in as a snack during my lunchtime or during my long work days. And I've actually lost some weight here. And I'm not saying it's all the Built Bar, but they've been a staple of my routine. And I could not be happier to share that with you guys as well. And now's a great time to do so because it's the holiday time. There's lots of treats. There's lots of extra things you probably shouldn't be eating. Well, make sure you have a Built Bar in your routine. It'll help you lose or maintain weight as you try to stay to a little bit of a diet. Try to do some of the right things with your decision with your eating. Built Bar is a good decision to be making. If you want to check them out for yourself, go to BuiltBar.com and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they will throw in a free cooler with your purchase. Pro tip for me, load up on your Built Bars, put some in the fridge, and then when you go to work or you go to your workout, your gym, whatever the case may be, make sure you take that cooler with you, throw a Built Bar in there, keep it cool and refreshing. You're going to have a nice, cool, refreshing treat that's going to fill you up as well. One more time, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're obviously still a couple of days away from Penn State's next game, but make sure you tune in to tomorrow's podcast. It is our Football Friday episode. Every Friday, we will go through a rundown of everything that's happening in the Big Ten. We'll take a look at some of the top 25 games in action. And, of course, I will give you my final thoughts and an official prediction for Penn State's game against Rutgers. Again, that will be in tomorrow's episode, so make sure if you're subscribed, make sure you update your feeds and check your feeds in the morning so you have this podcast ready for you on the go. So let's talk a little bit about what Rutgers is bringing to the table this weekend against Penn State. And of course, you know, Rutgers, I think when you look at from the Rutgers standpoint, one of the games that is always going to stand out on their schedule is going to be the Penn State game. And this is more so because, the, you know, the regional aspect of it, you have a lot of fans of Rutgers in the same area, certainly in New Jersey, and they get a little tired of hearing about Penn State over the decades of success that Penn State has had relative to Rutgers. And I'm not saying that Rutgers is a program to take lightly because this season they are certainly not. Uh, I, I don't know how much impact the return of Greg Schiano as head coach of Rutgers is going to have in the long run. But he has certainly provided that instant splash and a little bit of extra sizzle that this program has desperately needed for a long time. And in my mind, I think Greg Schiano is a legitimate coach of the year candidate in the Big Ten, if not for Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern and Tom Allen in Indiana. I know you look at Rutgers, they only have two wins compared to what Indiana and Northwestern have done. Uh, and certainly I feel like that's a, an award that's going to be Pat Fitzgerald's or Tom Allen's to lose if you're talking about a Big Ten coach of the year. But I look at what Greg Schiano has done. And yeah, even though they have two wins, they are a relatively exciting two-win team to watch because they will not be shy about rolling out some fun plays. And I mean that because earlier this year, we saw one of the most classic lateral sequences that initially went for a touchdown, but it was ruled back due to an illegal forward pass. And that's the kind of game that Rutgers has been playing. You know, go back to the Ohio State game that Rutgers played, and they are throwing out uh, trick play after trick play here and there because they know that they don't necessarily have all the talent that they need to go head-to-head with some of these Big Ten programs that they're going up against. So you have to find other ways to be creative and make something happen. And that's one of the things that Greg Schiano has done pretty well this year. Uh, this is, Like I said, this is the 
one of the more entertaining two-win teams at, that are out there. And I know that even in some of their losses, they've been pretty competitive. Uh, you know, so certainly there's a big gap between where Rutgers is and a program like Ohio State is. And again, that's pretty true for every team in the Big Ten. But uh, Rutgers is certainly playing better football this year. They're having more fun. They're more confident, and they do have some. They do have a much better roster because one of the things that Greg Schiano did when he took over the job was not only did he inject some uh, adrenaline into what Rutgers is able to do recruiting. And I know that the pandemic has sort of made it a little bit easier for Rutgers in some cases because some players haven't been able to travel to other schools. And you know, some some players may have felt that staying close to home is probably the best decision for the foreseeable future. So Rutgers has had a couple of bones thrown their way during this pandemic, but they've also added transfers with Big Ten level of play and experience. So he has taken some work to fill some of the holes with players that can play right away. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, certainly with a program that has had as much rebuilding to do. And, of course, Greg Schiano was very successful with Rutgers previously uh, in a different conference, in a different time. You know, I'm not saying that he can have the same kind of level of success that he had within the Big East as far as turning Rutgers into a legitimate Big Ten conference championship contender, but there is more than enough reason to suspect that he can get Rutgers to bowl games. And I'm very curious to see if Rutgers will be able to go to a bowl game this year. Now, I do think that there is a significance to this game from a Rutgers point of view, because if Rutgers is to beat Penn State, something that has rarely been done <laughs> uh, by this program, uh, this would be a major victory. Even though Penn State's not having a great year, if Rutgers' victory against Penn State would go a long way towards uh, fulfilling the hopes and anticipation that a lot of Rutgers folks have around Greg Schiano, and it's a big step forward for that Rutgers program if they are to get a win against Penn State. And obviously, if they were able to get a win against Michigan, which they almost did last uh, two weeks ago, uh, and if you can beat Ohio State, that, that only strengthens it. But getting a win against Penn State would be huge. It's sort of like what Maryland uh, can get out of a win against Penn State. If Maryland goes on the road and dismantles Penn State the way they did this year, that's great for recruiting sales pitches at least in the in the more short-term future. And Rutgers is looking to do the same thing. I don't know if they have the talent to be able to do what Maryland did, but I certainly feel as though this Rutgers team should not be taken lightly. But I did find it interesting, and it kind of backed up some of the, the thoughts that I have here uh, about this series between Penn State and Rutgers. And I know fans, probably more so from the Rutgers point of view, will play up the, the aspect of a potential rivalry here between the two schools. But Greg Schiano, head coach of Rutgers, Said it perfectly. And of course, Greg Schiano does have a background with the Penn State coaching staff. We understand that. But so he he kind of knows both sides of this thing. Uh, but he was asked about the I don't remember the exact uh, wording of the, the question, but he was asked about whether or not he views Penn State as a rival to Rutgers. And uh, he flat out said this is not a rivalry. Because Rutgers has not been able to make it a rivalry. You know, and I think some of the things he said kind of echo what I've always said. It's like You can't have a series between two schools and just call it a rivalry just because they play often or routinely. You know, Penn State has owned Rutgers <laughs> throughout this series history. Same with Maryland. Even though Maryland won this year, Penn State has traditionally dominated that series. Penn State has dominated the series with Temple. And Penn State, of course, has dominated Rutgers. So... If this is going to be a true rivalry, it needs to be more competitive than just, say, this year. This needs to be something that is ongoing for years to come. And Rutgers does need to win some of those games. 
again, I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I thought Greg Schiano uh, said it pretty perfectly. And he, I think one of the things he said is like, it's up to Rutgers to make it a rivalry. And you can't just say you know, that you're playing Penn State. That's our rival. You can't just say this team's our rival. If certainly the other team probably needs to reciprocate that a little bit, but I thought it was interesting because I, I immediately thought of former UConn head coach Bob Diaco uh, when he came up with a civil conflict and created a trophy game between UConn and UCF, and UCF had nothing to do with it. So that is the ultimate uh, force rivalry or quote rivalry I've ever seen. I, I, what I love about that civil conflict series was. UCF certainly didn't recognize the idea of the civil conflict. Uh, so, and when there was a trophy that was brought to the game by UConn and head coach Diaco, UCF just left the trophy there. You know, they're, they're, that's like the seed of a potential rivalry. But of course, uh, UConn and UCF were on just completely different levels at the time. So, it a, a rivalry does get formed by regional connectivity and of course competitiveness on the field so there's certainly the regional aspect with Rutgers and Penn State that's certainly there uh, in play but if this is going to be a legitimate rivalry we need to see some competitiveness out of both sides of the teams uh, when these games play I still feel as though Maryland is a more likely potential rivalry uh, with Penn State and I, I feel like Penn State and Maryland could be a lot of fun in the years to come I don't know how close we'll get with Rutgers, but certainly there's a long way to go. And hey, if Rutgers wants to make this a rivalry, I, I'm all for it. I, I'm all for a rivalry because Penn State doesn't really have a rival. And, and maybe that's why they use the phrase unrivaled or the motto unrivaled in, in their marketing. But you can say what you want about Ohio State. Ohio State doesn't feel like this is a rivalry. Uh, I think it's a great series. And I, I think there's a really good possibility that that can be a legitimate rivalry. But of course, Ohio State's rival is going to be Michigan, and Michigan's rival is going to be Ohio State. Penn State doesn't really have that, and it used to be Pittsburgh. It should be Pittsburgh, and I'm just putting that out there. But as far as the games that are played right now, I think Maryland probably has the best possibility of that happening. But I'm not so sure that that's going to traditionally be the case. But let me know what you think. Is this Penn State Rutgers series a legitimate rivalry? Is there potential for it? What do you think about that? Let us know what you think about Penn State Rutgers in a series and as a rivalry on our Twitter account at Locked On Nittany. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I do have one final thing I want to touch on before we wrap up today's episode. And as I mentioned earlier, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen with the Big Ten championship weekend schedule that the Big Ten initially uh, unveiled. Obviously, we'll have our Big Ten championship game, knocking on wood, hoping that both teams are able to play in that game, whoever those two teams may be. We do know that Northwestern will be there. They have already officially clinched the Big Ten West division courtesy of having their game against Minnesota this upcoming weekend canceled. Northwestern owning the tiebreaker with Wisconsin and Iowa. 
Northwestern's going to be in the Big Ten championship game as long as they're able to play. Uh, the big question is, who's going to be playing them in that game? Ohio State is certainly, obviously, the, the favorite there, but Ohio State has already lost two games from their schedule due to cancellations with the COVID-19 pandemic. They are now officially one canceled game away from not being able to play for the Big Ten championship because the Big Ten has said uh, in their outline for the season, you lose three games from your schedule, you're ineligible to play unless the average number of games throughout the conference is reduced to, what, seven, six, whatever the number is, doesn't matter. Uh, so now we're in a situation where Penn, or I'm sorry, Ohio State is hoping to get their game in against Michigan State this weekend. It looks like that's going to be a go. Ohio State has resumed practices. They've been able to get back into the facility. Uh, just have a few days to prepare for this game against Michigan State this weekend. As long as everything goes well, it looks like that game could be played. The big concern is other Big Ten teams that have had to have a cancellation have had to cancel two games. And Ohio State is hoping to get back after missing just one game. So it's a little bit of a concern area for Ohio State and certainly Big Ten overall. Uh, I, I think tend to think it might be a little exaggerated the importance of winning the Big Ten championship game is for Ohio State because I still feel as though whether or not they're in the Big Ten championship game, you know, if they still get paired up with Wisconsin or Iowa in that final game of the season, it's still a good quality win opportunity for the Buckeyes. And I personally feel that even if Ohio State plays five games this year, I've seen enough to suggest that they are one of the four best teams in the country. So I would be perfectly fine having them in the college football playoff, regardless of almost how many games they play. Now, if they only play four games, or I'm sorry, five games, then it might be a little bit of an issue for the committee, but I'm not on the committee. So I'm just figuring out who are the four best teams in the country. I think Alabama is one. I think Clemson is one. I think Notre Dame is one. And I think Ohio State is certainly one of those top four teams. So I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, we also don't know how the schedule is going to work. And we're getting to a point now where that last game of the season or the last weekend of the season could be used to play some of these makeup games that haven't been played, especially Minnesota-Wisconsin, keeping that rivalry game on the schedule. I think it would be huge. And I think the Big Ten should absolutely do that, even though it's not a crossover matchup. So who's Penn State going to play? If you're going with the crossover outline, you're probably going to pair up with somebody that's in a similar standing point from the Big Ten West. Well, they've already played Nebraska. Nebraska's going to be towards the bottom of the Big Ten West. Penn State has a chance to be in the middle of the Big Ten East, or they could be at the bottom. So we'll we'll see, because they've dug themselves a pretty big hole. Uh, but I don't think that they would be getting a rematch with Nebraska. Uh, I don't know if they would be getting a rematch with Iowa. You know, you were talking about maybe Purdue, Illinois, uh, that, those are probably the most likely candidates, I think, for this Penn State situation, uh, unless they're going to go with a rematch. And, you know, personally, I would like another crack at Nebraska, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe even Iowa, but I, I don't think Penn State's going to get high enough to get a chance to, uh, for a rematch with Iowa. But it's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get some more information about this uh, probably as early as next week because... <laughs> That, that that week is coming up with the Big Ten Championship game. So we need to figure out this, these details as quickly as possible. Or maybe they just scrapped the whole idea. It was nice to talk about it at a time uh, when the season had yet to start. But now that we're getting through to the finish line, you know, it may not be worth it for a lot of these teams to go through the extra work of playing another game. Now, obviously, TV money is going to talk a lot, and that's going to be a heavy influence on what the Big Ten ultimately decides. Uh, I, I'll be very curious to see what the reaction is going to be there. But we still don't know. It's anybody's guess right now. What I do know is that 
Barry Alvarez, the athletic director at Wisconsin, has opened his mouth and suggested that it would be possible that the Big Ten might consider potentially rethinking how it's going to stage a Big Ten championship game, especially if Ohio State does miss a third game from their schedule, whether it's this weekend against Michigan State or next week against Michigan for whatever reason. Uh, Barry Alvarez has suggested that the Big Ten could potentially take a look to see what's going to do because they know the importance of getting Ohio State one more good quality data point, I think, as far as the college football playoff is concerned. And of course, Barry Alvarez has been a part of that selection committee. So he understands the process a little bit more than some other people. And when Barry Alvarez talks, he's not just talking just to talk. He, I mean, he's got some insight on the state of the, the Big Ten, which is good to know because we haven't really heard a lot from the Big Ten offices. And this is a very trying time for the conference as a whole. Uh, so it would be nice to hear some more concrete uh, statements coming from the Big Ten office. But for right now, we'll deal with Barry Alvarez. But color me surprised the fact that Barry Alvarez, athletics director at Wisconsin, a Wisconsin legend, just days after Northwestern loses their first game of the season, now all of a sudden Wisconsin's AD is coming out and says, well, maybe the Big Ten would evaluate a different way to do the Big Ten championship game. Now, keep in mind, Northwestern still has a leg up on Wisconsin as far as that Big Ten West is concerned. But if Northwestern actually loses on the field one more time and Wisconsin wins out, Wisconsin would be your Big Ten West champion. So I, I'm just I'm not jumping the gun too much here, but you know, I'm trying to read between the lines here, okay? I, I don't think that Barry Alvarez is looking for a way to get Wisconsin into the Big Ten championship game. But he certainly would love to leave that door open for that possibility, right? He's focusing a lot on Ohio State. But there could be a secret agenda and a, a different motivation for Wisconsin's AD to suggest that maybe the Big Ten would evaluate a different way to go about it. And again, Northwestern is right now, they're, they're in the Big Ten championship game. But if Northwestern happens to lose a second game and Wisconsin wins out, Wisconsin would have that opportunity. So I'm, I'm just saying... You know, let's let's try to keep things into a little perspective here as far as when Barry Alvarez speaks, because I, I do think that Barry Alvarez uh, speaks in good faith. I, I don't think that he's looking for an angle here to allow Wisconsin a chance to get in ahead of Northwestern for whatever reason. Uh, but I just found it interesting, and I don't know if enough people are kind of reacting the same way I did. Maybe I'm out of line here. I don't know. But let me know what you think. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Making sure you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Whatever you use to listen to podcasts, whatever you're using right now, make sure you're subscribed. And then feel free to leave a rating and a review. It'll really help us out moving forward as we continue to try and grow the show. For as long as this season is going on, and of course, well into the offseason, we'll have plenty of Penn State commentary for you guys. And of course, you can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the same username of LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And don't forget to check out my work on AthlonSports.com, as well as on my Patreon at Patreon.com slash McGuire. And until next time, everybody, have a great day. Have a wonderful Thursday. And come back tomorrow. We'll do it all again with our Football Friday podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. The 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.